We're so glad to be back at the Cranford Dramatic Club, where they are going to be performing a new show come October, Rumors. And I'm here with uh, two of the cast members, as well as the director. Why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us what your involvement is with this particular play. I'm Ian Fettergreen, and I play Lenny Gans. I'm Victoria Navarro, and I play Cassie Cooper. And I'm Zach Maswa, and I'm the director. Zach, you and I have talked before on some of the other shows. As the director, can you give us a, a little preview of what this show is all about? The show is a Neil Simon farce about a group of friends that arrive at a house to celebrate their mutual friend's 10th wedding anniversary. And as they arrive, they notice that there's no servants, there's no cooks. One of the hosts is not there, and the other host is in a precarious situation. Hilarity ensues as they all try to cover up the events. Tell me a bit about your character. Cassie, she's a very complicated woman. She is obsessed with appearances, and she is obsessed with keeping her husband in check. So that's what makes her funny. She can be very serious and very mean, but also very dramatic. <laughs> and how about your character? Uh, Lenny is Charlie's accountant. He is a really loyal friend, but also kind of a cantankerous human being. He and his wife have a really sarcastic relationship, but hopefully a loving relationship, too. And before the play starts, Lenny has had a terrible day at work, and then on the way to the party, they get in a car accident. He and his wife, his BMW, his new BMW is smashed up. He can't turn his head. His wife's lip is swelling up. So they are in no mood. And then they arrive at this kind of nightmare party where nothing is quite as it should be, and they quickly get drawn into hiding the truth from the subsequent guests. While there have been a couple of shows already put on at the CDC since we've come out of the worst of COVID, let's put it that way. Um, I imagine for the three of you, this is perhaps your first big involvement getting back on stage and being involved with a performance since pre-COVID. Uh, what's it like trying to uh, get back into the swing of things? I definitely feel like I'm having a big full circle moment. I did rumors, uh, I wanna say maybe six, seven years ago, it was the first show I ever did in theater. When you were nine? Yeah. <laughs> no, not when I was nine. <laughs> um, but Rumors was the first show that I ever did that I had to lead in, and I originally played Chris. So now, after taking such a long break and having to spend a lot of time focusing on things other than performance and theater, it's really nice to come back to the show that started it all. Zach, you are taking on multiple roles, not in terms of a performance, but directing set design, set decoration, costumes. What's it like wearing so many hats? Part of the reason for that is just that I'm super controlling. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's also helpful for me because I'm a really visual person. I'm, a, I'm an art teacher uh, during the day. So to see the vision come to life, I like to have my fingers in all of those, those different pots. Now, there are people helping me with each of those aspects of the production, but I they think- They are unimportant and won't be named. Yeah. <laughs> They will not be. Uh, but it's, it's, it's helpful um, for me to be able to see that vision really uh, come to life on stage. Before we came up here to do the recording and the interview was down on the, uh, the set, and there was some rather unusual furniture, not something that you would typically find in someone's house, I don't think. Tell me about how you, uh, you come up with that. I really wanted the, the set to be a character in and of itself. Because this is a farce and because the the night goes so sideways for all these guests. I wanted the audience, the second they walked in, to, to kind of be in the mood to laugh, to be ready for 
a fun and silly and a little bit weird experience. So I wanted the set to really reflect that. It's also, it reminds me of if certain people, you know, when they are more affluent that just really kind of go off the walls with their decorating. I wanted the set to give that impression to the guests as they walked in. Well, you're leaning really hard into the 80s, right? I mean, this was set in the present day when it premiered, but it premiered in like 88 or 89, I think. And so Zach has very uh, funnily, that's not a word. <laughs> I'm not being invited back. Um, he's really leaned into 80s chic, both for the set and the costumes. And I think it's hilarious. I haven't seen a production do that. And I, I think it's great. This play written by Neil Simon. When I think of Neil Simon, the first thing that comes to mind is The Odd Couple, I guess, because of the TV show in addition to the movie and the play. Have you ever performed in a uh, Neil Simon uh, play before this? I have. It's called Rumors, and I did it in college. <laughs> Other than that, over COVID times, over lockdown, I started producing a bunch of Zoom play readings and I did a bunch of Neil Simon as part of that because I always have loved him. I grew up, you know, reading his collected volumes of plays. Uh, the first one actually was Rumors. I found the script online and that's what inspired me to even do it. I also got a chance finally to play Eugene in Brighton Beach Memoirs, who is 12. But it never <laughs> happened for me in my life. So, you know, on Zoom, no rules. I was like, let's do it. Uh, Laughter on the 23rd Floor, we did. That's about Neil Simon's time working in the writer's room at Sid Caesar. So rumors in college, a couple plays during lockdown, and that possibly is it. One of the performers travels quite a distance to get here. You come from Yonkers and... We were commenting that back in 1997, the CDC did Lost in Yonkers. Uh, hopefully you've not been lost in Yonkers, but have you gotten lost between Yonkers and Cranford? I definitely got lost on the second day, not the first day. <laughs> the second day, I took one wrong turn and I ended up on three different highways. So that was interesting. Um, I think the biggest uh, issue is rush hour and budgeting my time. But no, it's actually a really great ride. I record my lines. I listen to podcasts. I just thank God I'm doing a Neil Simon show again. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask all three of you, since all three of you are performers, memorizing lines. How do you go about that? I imagine there are different techniques that different people use, but let's start with you about how do you do that? I have an index card, and actually it was one of my index cards from Spelling Bee, which was the last show I did before shutdown here at CDC, so I love the symmetry of coming back from my live debut. You know, I learned the first line, and then the second line, and then I say the first and second line together, and then the first and second and third line. It's just that, bit by bit, going through the script, that's what I've always done. These lines came easily to me. I feel like there's been a hole in my brain for these two years just waiting to soak up lines that other people, you know, learn to bake sourdough or crochet or something. And I, I left it empty, waiting for the day <laughs> when someday I would be called on to learn lines again. And it, it's there. My At last, my brain is complete again. How about you? What techniques do you use? Well, if I have a really long monologue, the last show I did pre-COVID, uh, someone taught me this really fun trick where if you, let's say it's a page long, you write the first letter of each word. Um, it helps you memorize the correct order of the words because a lot of times us as human beings, we read paragraphs, but we don't actually read all the words. So if you can memorize the first letter, you'll probably memorize the whole thing. 
if you're familiar with it. That's insane. Uh, you should try it. I think it would work. <laughs> it really works. It sounds crazy, but it works. And Zach, let me ask you the same question. Uh, whenever I'm in a show, it's really important for me to get my blocking down. I, I remember my lines based on where I am when I'm saying it and kind of who I'm saying it to. So once the director gives me the blocking, I, I walk through the blocking when I'm at home or even when I'm at the, the stage or when I'm at the theater. The physicality of where I am really helps me memorize the lines. Well, this performance, as we mentioned, is coming up in October. Zach, why don't you tell us uh, what the dates are and how people can get tickets? The dates are October 8th and 9th, 15th, 16th, and 17th is a matinee, and then uh, the 22nd and 23rd, and they can purchase tickets on cdctheater.org. And I'd like to say, Bernie handed Zach a notepad with the dates written on it. So I don't want anyone out there. Zach's a great director, sure, but I don't want anyone to think for a second that he has his no, stuff no, no. together in that way. He's a man of many hats. He has a lot on his plate, okay? So sometimes... You're already cast in the show, Victoria, all right? He can't do any more for you. You're embarrassing yourself. We'll have to put another hat on Zach of working in the box office. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please, no more jobs, no more jobs. <laughs> well, thank you all very much for taking the time out to uh, talk with us, and hopefully you'll all have a chance to come out and see rumors here at the Cranford Dramatic Club.